0: Hey team, this week on Authority Optional Leadership Beyond the Rulebook, we talk about when things get very difficult as a leader, what do you do? Who do you go to? What are your resources? Josh and I talk a little bit about some of those resources that we have turned to, how to use those resources, and what makes a productive one versus a not so productive one. Are you doing these days? Uh, The boys go back to school on Monday. (laughs) That must be like party time.
1: It's funny. No, it's uh, it's the old mantra from our parents. It's really great when they come home, and then it's really great when they go back.
0: (laughs) It's even better when they go back. (laughs) It depends. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. I uh, I also I have uh, you know just from a traffic standpoint, it's it's nice for me when the kids go home because then I don't have to deal with them when I'm driving through their, their area, their school area. That's funny. And then uh, when they go back to school, it's like, ah, oh, you know, my all of my parent friends are like, "Hey, I got some time back, but now I gotta deal with them in traffic. That's funny. Yeah, pros and cons. Yeah, Christmas break was good. Excellent. I guess that's a, that's a delayed update. Uh, people will be hearing this in another three or four weeks, I guess. Anyway. Yeah, we can
1: just tell them it was for President's Day. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> Flag Day, I don't know, we'll, we'll, make, we'll try to recognize all of the Arbor Day, Boxing Day. No, we're not gonna do that. Uh, so I had a topic for today that I assume applies to most leaders, if not every single leader, but I don't wanna be presumptuous. The, uh, the topic that I had is, what happens when it gets real hard? And that can mean either disaster has struck, you're dealing with a situation that feels beyond your scope, beyond your abilities, maybe it's depression, whatever. I, you know, we're all human and we all go through stuff. So uh, my curiosity for you is what have you done in the past when proverbially the shit hits the fan and you feel like you're a little bit out of your depth, maybe a lot of bit out of your depth? A great question.
1: Uh, let me clarify. Are we talking about an issue with an employee or or is this more at a personal level?
0: Yes, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's open ended on purpose, whatever. Excellent. Whatever strikes your fancy.
1: Uh, for me, there's there's a couple of real key pieces with this. It's it's not if something is going to happen, it's when something is going to happen, whether it's something with the BDC that you're working for that's out of your control or if it's an employee that becomes volatile, whether it's on the floor or on the phone with a customer, et cetera. And so experience would, would say part of building the culture and streamlining things to make it easier and building these relationships we've been talking about is it furthers that vulnerability and that ability to ask curious questions, sometimes awkward questions. So let's start with employees. Uh, getting curious is always going to be the first thing. Something that may be explosive for them may seem simple to you and it might just be your experience or they may be going through something else at home with family. Um, there's There could be a myriad of, of reasons. So getting curious and finding out exactly what's going on and establishing this idea of being curious in that psychologically safe space where you don't have a reaction. It's all geared towards one thing, which is how can I support and help this person.
0: So let me let me push against you a little bit and say that sounds like when something's going very difficult for the employee, that's not difficult for you. That's your job,
1: right? And and so you you said yes to both. Yeah. So the first one's with an employee being able to get in, get vulnerable, get curious, and ask those types of questions. In my experience. It's the instance of needing a plan of how to deal with something. Mm. So, typically in a one on one, I'm having these discussions, I'm going through and asking those questions, and we're simply coming up with a plan. So, I think we actually had shared a story once where I had somebody who was really, really having a difficult time, and it turned out that they were a representative who was in their 60s. They were under the impression that they weren't going to be able to retire. And the plan for them was allowing me to go through finances with them, which is something that my background, I've done before for people. And we broke things down on what that actually would look like for them to be able to pay off debt, get out of debt, own their own home, and mm-hmm. retire. And they were shocked at how quick that could happen because they didn't understand money in the same way.
0: But again, we're still talking about what's, what was difficult for the individual, the employee. So maybe let me rephrase my question. When you have hit something that is beyond your scope, like, you're crushed by it. You weren't crushed by this individual and their hardship and their financial woes or things. Like, that wasn't something that you went, oh, damn, I have no idea what to do about that. Who do I go to? Where do I go? You went, oh, no, let's let's lay out a plan. Hard for you. That's That's, I guess, maybe... Maybe... <laughs> I asked I know, my I clarifying so.
1: question and you said yes. So here's the through thread, though. Well,
0: I, I misunderstood what your question was. OK, so fine. let's, let's go with the former then. The, yeah, like and we'll, we'll, turn, the employee. we'll
1: turn the corner right now. So that's with an employee and it's helping them develop a plan as a mentor. If you don't have the information that they need, you would be helping to point them in the right direction for the expertise. I've had people who needed to seek professional counseling. I've had people who needed to seek refuge from domestic abuse. Uh, And just simply having a path forward and an ally in that. So if I'm talking about myself, I'm going to look at my own experience. If I'm out of my depth and I don't know the answer, I'm going to be talking with my own mentors. And again, relating back to the beginning, we all should have mentors of different types and and different varieties. Talking with friends and having those connections is not just for the sake of a great soundbite, this is where the rubber meets the road of having those connections and friendships and mentors, because when you're out of your depth, you consult the people who are your sounding board. That may be going to EAP and actually talking to a counselor. If it becomes a situation that could have legal implications or something
0: like you discussed with depression, Uh, those are for the audience. EAP is what our BDC started calling HR. Employee assistance personnel or whatever. And,
1: uh, and, EAP in the sense of there, there's a one eight hundred number that you can contact, and I think a lot of a lot of companies have something to this effect. But if you're out of your depth, you need to know your own resources, and building up these relationships and building the right kinds of relationships with people that can mentor you, there's a reason for that. You've heard me joke, the damn I'm perfect, I'm going to be a lot harder to live with. There is. No possible way for you to know everything about everything. And it is simply, if this were to happen, what is that plan? What are those resources that I could leverage and ask questions of people who are smarter than I am? When I manage projects, it's the way I approach a project. I try to fill the room with people who are much smarter than I am and then get out of their way. In this instance, it may be somebody that has a specialty that that I don't have. I think the the trickier part is how do you actually recognize that you're in that circumstance because a lot of a lot of instances there where you've gotten into something that that might be deeper or even recognizing that you're depressed. it may just be oh, I'm just sad, I'll snap out of it. Where does it cross over to that line of this is encompassing a significant portion of the thoughts that I have throughout the day and I need to talk to somebody
0: well let's um let's dismount platitude train here and i will I'll give a specific example for. For me, when I felt, I felt crushed. I I felt a little bit out of my depth. So when I first took on the role, moved out here, took over the team, and um, had a couple of people quick engagements with one of these people, you know, they they ended up like fast forward a little bit. This person ended up working for me for like the next I don't know five, six, seven years. I met her right away. She was one of the first people I met. I liked her instantly. So. She's part of this equation, and then there are all the leaders that I took over, um, and at least two of those people hated my guts right away. One of them completely was, uh, you know, completely false about it. They they pretended everything was great. They pretended that they were going to you know be my advocate, and then another one was not so <laughs> secretive about it. Um, and I mean, you're going to be able to tell the end of this story. But I'm, all, you know, before I get to the end, but the point of the story is what I ended up having to do or what I felt like I needed to do and what might be beneficial to others if they are in some kind of a similar situation. So we get, I don't know, half a year into this situation and I'm already trying to create flexibility for the team. I'm already trying to give them ownership over their space, which means... One of the things that I tend to do is uh, I'm am pretty lax about your schedule. If you want to show up a little later, you want to leave a little later, or vice versa, that's your business. Is the business covered? Or are you pissing people off? Right? You know, you know the two yeah. rules. And as this flexibility started getting laid out, my boss called me, who was back where I used to be, 600 miles away, and says, "So you know, are you X Y you know, or you're, she's asking me about the behavior, and my first thought, of course, and I just asked her, "How the fuck do you know that?" And she was like, "Well, I've gotten some feedback. No, no, no. Let's call this what that is. Somebody tattled. These people work for me, and I'm trying to give them a better life. I'm trying to introduce them to a world where they don't have to scrabble for purchase for happiness in their job. Because let me tell you, I've been here for a half a year. They're miserable." so i'm trying to make them a little less miserable in you know incremental stages and so what happened is i offered to allow them to do something and someone came running to mommy to get me in trouble and the pool of people we're talking about is pretty shallow so who was it and of course she's not going to tell me cuz she's a bdc shill and that's not what happens yeah she just said well you need to you need to stop blah 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 and i was like oh, yeah okay fine and you know I just, I gave her, I gave her the, uh, you know, gave her the hi-hat. I don't know what that means. I just said, yeah, fine. Okay, whatever, I'll stop. And then I proceeded to figure out who amongst my organization was trying to stab me in the back, which meant, let me, let me paint a picture because if you've listened to all the episodes up until now, you've probably gathered that I'm a pretty lax leader, meaning I want you to craft a world for you that makes the most sense so that you can utilize your talents. That might mean flexibility in schedule. That might mean flexibility in days off. That might mean flexibility in decisions that you make as long as you are within the parameters of legality and procedure.
1: Good. Uh, not lax, flexible. Okay. Understanding Better vocabulary. Uh, is, is how I would call it. When I, when I hear you say lax, I'm like la- not paying attention is, is the first thing that pops into my mind. So Fair. from a vocabulary standpoint, um, It wasn't a lax environment. We had high accountability and high expectations and we had really great boundaries. But then within those boundaries, there was this this flexibility of not not going to a point where you weren't completing work. Work had to be done. Yeah, Uh, it was just I can pick up my kid at 315 because I needed to because we had to go to the dentist's office and I could work with my peers and have that flexibility. And Make up for it by doing emails later in the evening, things like that. So, anyway.
0: You're right. You're that's, I uh, appreciate the correction on vocabulary. So, that's what I was on in the very early stages of trying to create for all of my team. And somebody was using every effort I was going to make that was any version of outside of what the company deemed as, you know, this your plan, the, the rule book. You know, the, the company gives you kind of a rule book. And I was already bending said rule book. And every time I did that, this person was going to go run and tattle. So I I needed, because I'm human, to discover who this person was. And I was at a loss because it could have been any of them, including the person that I made a relationship with right off the beginning. and, But I didn't want to believe it was her. I wanted to – it made more sense for it to be this other person who had – you know, not made any secrets about the fact that she didn't care for me. <laughs> so I, th- this is one of the recommendations I'll have for the audience. Like you mentioned, have a resource, have a bunch of resources and then look through them and see which one's going to make the most sense. In my case, um, my old boss who will always be one of my mentors, I reached out to him and, uh, I, I leveraged one of his, uh, mighty skill sets, which is helping you kind of, Shred apart whatever the scenario is, and use your own brain to figure out what's most likely to be the answer. It, he's a genius at this, and we'll have him on the show at some point, and hopefully, we'll get to hear his opinions on how he does that kind of stuff. It's probably very natural for him, and he's not going to be able to explain how he does it. But <laughs> it's, we'll it's ask instinctual. Anyway. Yeah, it's a superpower. But I knew he had this ability, so I I called him and I said, "This is the deal. There there is there is a mole in my organization." And I must figure out who this is so that I can, I can act accordingly.
1: One other point of clarification here. This again, this wasn't an instance of doing something that was against the rules Mm. there. You know, these are exempt employees that are managers, right? So there are weeks where they're working 50 because we have to cover something on a quarter turn or training or somebody's out and we're covering. And then there are other times where we have things that we need to do in life and it's this ebb and flow of flexibility. There was absolutely nothing in that handbook that said that you couldn't leave at two o'clock to go to a doctor's appointment, make up for it later and not report, you know, like this, it was erroneous, man. This, this wasn't, this was somebody literally trying to get you in trouble as opposed to, um, something really being wrong. This was just, it wasn't in their wheelhouse to understand flexibility. It was, I have to show up at eight and I have to work until 4.30 and I only get a half hour lunch and when it has to be. And that lack of flexibility was so foreign to
0: them that I think they panicked and they were like, I can get him in trouble. And then... In- I think you're being too kind with the first part. I, I don't think that they had any misunderstandings. I thought it was, I'm pretty sure. I feel quite confident. It was purely... I have a way to get this guy unseated, which is funny because yeah, and there
1: there was no rule that said somebody couldn't come in a half an hour early to leave a half an hour early because they needed to for an appointment or something. This was
0: we're getting granular examples. It's the the point is that I was in my early stages of trying to create flexibility for my mm-hmm. team because I know that's one of the things that benefits people, and for all kinds of reasons. And this person had picked up very quickly, this is my personality. I'm going to try to make my team's lives easier. And anything that seems anywhere near outside of what our company allowed, quote unquote, they were going to use it as a tool to keep chipping away at at my good standing with my my own boss. So I talked to Rob and I kind of laid the things out for him as I understood it. And he proceeded to pull out his scalpel, start asking some questions and we started with the person that I definitely didn't want it to be. And so he asked me some questions about her. And he's like, Well, what would she stand to gain from this? And as you know, like, I'm actually not sure because, you know, if I'm not here, she's just gonna work for somebody else. Um, so I couldn't really see what might be a benefit to her to get rid of me. And I certainly couldn't see what the benefit would be for her to just get me in trouble, so to speak. And so we kind of parsed that out, and then he went, well, do you trust her? And I said, yeah. And he said, then it's not her. You got, he's like, I've worked with you for a lot of years. You have great instincts. If you trust somebody, it's probably not them. You probably have your reasons. And I was like, okay. So we, we crossed her off the list, and I felt great about that. And then we went to the person that I wanted it to be. And it seemed most likely because she had not made any bones about Uh, Disliking me. It was, she said it in a very political way, or we maybe even said it to each other in a very political way. Like, we're probably not going to like each other, but we do have to work together. So let's find a way to make this, make this happen. And then the third individual who, spoiler alert, it turned out to be, this was the guy who was putting on a completely fake face the entire time and I didn't want it to be him because I wanted to believe that he was being truthful with me, that he was supportive. The the thing to know about these last two individuals, the girl and the guy, the one not so secretive and the one way more secretive, um, they both applied for my position and they didn't get it. So we now understand why they have a little resentment for me.
1: OK, now this is interesting because at this point I do know who the two individuals are that we're talking about. They were gone before I even yeah. came onto the scene. Long gone, thankfully. Um, but um, and maybe I'm jumping the gun. So, you know, if finishing what you're doing. But what this what this really boiled down to be was people who in the instance of taking that gossip as reality and then moving forwards like your boss coming to you and saying, are you doing this? Whereas you or I would be, okay. well, when are you going to talk to Max about this if this bothers you? (laughs) I would still be having the conversation with you if it was something that was actually out of compliance. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, I'd be like, you don't need to do a thing because if they don't come and talk to you, you know, and and it would be that establishment of culture.
0: Well, and this is one of the things I will say, I feel safe to say this about this individual, because if anybody's ever able to do some math, even though we're being very careful not to list the name of the company that we work for, if somebody's paying a lot of attention, they could probably figure it out. And in in which case, I'm still going to try to be careful to protect people's identities. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they still work for said company, because they may have to deal with some fallout and I'm not interested in causing that for yeah. them.
1: And then as my harmony kicks in, I'll tell you this was years and years and years ago and people grow and they change and they evolve. So they may look back on this and be like, yeah that was that was a cruddy thing to have done and they may have even grown, but maybe maybe.
0: But the person <laughs> who used to be my boss, who was boss, my boss Jesus, the person who was my boss at the moment this was happening, um, there's I spent uh, I want to say six years reporting to her in this position. And it was only in the sixth year that I finally started chipping away at that super shill armor that she had, and going, "If you can't tell me who did this, and if you can't, like, I understand you're you're thinking that you're protecting them. They're they have a, you know they're coming to you with a complaint, so to speak, even though." I'm now six years in and I've created an organization where people know they should know beyond the shadow of a doubt. They can bring their complaint straight to me. I will not shut them down. I will treat it as feedback. I will ask questions. I will get curious and I will come up with a plan. Even if what they're complaining about is God awful stupid, I will still come up with a plan. And I have six years of showing that I will do this. Even then she'd still go, I got some feedback about you. Who was it? I'm not telling you. Listen, if you can't tell me who it was, I'm going to respect your decision because there's good reasons to protect people's identities. What I need you to do is to tell this coward to come to me. That's the only kind of person that won't come to me at the, by the time the six years has gone by and I have, I have rolled up my sleeves and I have dove in and I've grinded to create this environment where everybody can tell everybody when they think something's wrong and if, you, if I have a person somewhere, somewhere in this building, definitely not on my team, maybe they are, who knows. But if there's somebody in my proximity who still will not bring their shit to me, they're kind of a chicken shit. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell them to buck up and try a little harder and be a little brave and tell them that you will support them since you are telling them to come to me. You are asking for them to come back to you with an update and you will be part of the process every step of the way. And if I do something untoward or I say something mean or whatever, you tell them you come to me and you tell me if Max gets sideways because I'm going to I'm going to go to him with them. But with this. But in the meantime, just try it. Have you tried talking to the man? No, it's always the answer. I guarantee Always. It. Then here's what I need you to do. Go try Because here's the deal. This seems like it's kind of a situation. This was often the case where you could probably work this out with him. He's a pretty flexible guy and he does not have a cemented belief in who he is. He's he's pretty flexible. Like he's open to ideas. So why don't you go talk to him, see what happens. And I only think I got her to do that one time and the person never came and talked to me. And I was like, well, that's all you need to know. We're good. Anyway, I totally, that was a huge digression. The point of all this is I ended up finding out who it was. I was able to confront that person. And once I had just had the facts, then they finally owned their terrible behavior. And then eventually I learned that they were like completely gunning for me and they were doing everything in their power. They were trying to get other employees to lie. They were doing all kinds of nefarious things to try to get me unseated as if that was going to give them another chance at my job. Turns out, unfortunately for them, I had some infra- inside information about the interview process. And this dude wasn't even considered likely the, the chick who was pretty open about her feelings about me. She was kind of a runner up. In fact, she might've had it. Like there was an experience gap or something. And she's, she swears that if she didn't have that experience gap, she would have gotten the job. There's no way, but She was definitely closer than this other guy was. This other guy, every interview paneler in the room was like, not no, but hell no. This guy is awful. I don't even know why he's in the position he's in. And so it kind of tells you a little bit what you need to know about this individual and the behaviors he was taking on. So that's just context. The point of all this is this was very difficult for me because I was new to the position. I had... I have very tenuous relationships, very few people that I felt like I could trust. You have a whole team pushing boundaries, which we talked about in a previous episode. It's going to happen. That's human nature. It's fine. But on top of that, you've got somebody who's looking to completely cannonball you and being super shady about it. This was, it was a little traumatic for me. And what I did was I went to a guy who I trusted implicitly and explicitly with my brain with my emotions with my situation and if you don't have somebody like that there's there's opportunities to look for that there's opportunities to you know check what your resources are if you've got a you know if you've got a company phone line that you can call and maybe get I don't know like um what do they call them like an Eac a employee assistance counselor or something like whatever it's I can't tell you how valuable it is to have people that you can go to who are not necessarily your leader. I tried to craft an environment where I was the leader that people could go to. Not everybody does that. Not everybody's that good at it. And so you got to have people that you can go to. And this ties in a little bit towards a previous episode we did about mentors. Have many, or at least have multiple, and have them in various places and stations in your life so that you don't just have one person always talking to you from that one point of view um, this guy was tremendously helpful in helping me sort the situation out and that's just that's just one way
1: yeah I think uh, this is interesting because I was literally writing about this this morning and it's this idea of uh, feedback and garnering feedback and how you take it in this is probably In my experience, at least, this is probably the most difficult thing in a work environment to find and balance is both how to have and teach how to have these crucial conversations Mm -hmm. and sending somebody back to the person that they believe is doing something incorrect. Maybe they don't have all the details. Um, and the the way that I phrased it when I was writing just this morning was one of two things is going to happen and both of them are positive. If we look at it with a growth mindset, one is you're going to gain some insights as the person who is taking issue. Maybe get some why behind it, maybe get an understanding or as a leader, we're going to realize that maybe we had some sort of an unconscious bias. We weren't realizing that we were affecting somebody in a certain way. We have that conversation and put that to bed that's a beautiful place to be as opposed to people gossiping, talking to one another, um, structuring, you know, what they think is happening. Um, anybody who's ever listened to Brene Brown, the story we tell ourselves of what we think is going on in somebody's mind, it's always a protective worst case scenario type of situation. If you don't have any experience with that, that's where you, you know, a, a loved one or your child leaves, they're going on a drive, they're going to school, etc. cetera. And the only thought you have in your head is not, oh my gosh, this capable person and how great they are and how important they are to you. It's, oh my God, are they going to be safe? Are they going to be on the sidewalk? Are they going to be hit by a car? You know, that's that's part of how we're wired in order to be aware of our surroundings and prevent those bad things from happening. On the flip side, just these conversations. I can think of an instance where um, a a close
0: relation to myself. Wait, wait, before you dive into that, I just want to add one little extra thought to that. Something that I learned from my wife, one of her degrees is in theater, and one of the most valuable things that was said, and this was in the context of theater and acting, you know, this was trying to help you get into your character, even if you're playing a villain, nobody's a villain in their own play. So if you just imagine it, you know, from the standpoint of a play in theater, if you're playing the villain as though they don't think they're the villain, that's going to bring extra depth and character to that person. If you apply that in its more, uh, in, in my opinion, a much broader scale, which is just in life in general, everybody's doing something to protect themselves or to protect their five-year-old little kid inside them or whatever. I guarantee you this guy who was trying to stab me in the back didn't think, or <laughs> he wasn't twisting his mustache and rubbing his hands evilly, he was thinking he was doing the best thing he could for his family, I assume, I have to assume. He didn't think that, yeah, I'm being a total shitbag here. He was probably thinking, I'm doing the best thing for this team and my family. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that.
1: Um, that was a great add. The The chicken walk on this is this instance with a close relation of mine who essentially is it's a situation that a leader is alluding to things that may happen. Mm. And then the people <laughs> that are underneath him. So you know, we talk about our our three core principles. And that third one is protect the tribe. Mm hmm. This is this instance of, you know, there's this meeting coming up, you know, there, I don't know exactly, but it may be X or Y or Z. And now you have four or five people all thinking that worst case scenario that that somebody thought of. You need to never, ever do that as a leader. You have (laughs) facts. And you have facts. And if you don't have facts or facts, you shut your mouth and you don't share things that might negatively happen or affect. If you need to do that and strategize and prepare, have your plan in place. But until you know, all you're doing is creating anxiety for no reason. It could go on for months and months and then you actually get the realization like, nope, nothing's going to happen. We're all good. And you just made them feel that. For weeks and weeks for no reason.
0: And you might even be coming from a wholesome place of I'm a little worried. And if if I were in their shoes, I would want to know that something may be coming. You might be coming from that place. You're wrong. That's not how people operate. People don't want to worry unnecessarily for things. So part of your job as a leader is protecting people from extra nonsense that they don't have to deal with. That's yeah. part of your job. You you are getting paid more. You were appointed this position. So own it and say, oh, there's this meeting on my calendar that seems a little, uh, a little off-putting, a little sideways. I have no idea what it's about. I've asked my questions of my leaders. They won't tell me. It's gonna be a secret. It's gonna be a secret until it's not, until I know what the hell it is. And that might be very uncomfortable for people listening to this.
1: There yeah. might be
0: some of you out there that are like, no, 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 they, I got to tell them whenever there's something to worry about. No, no, you don't.
1: Don't talk to your sounding board and your mentors and your right. leaders and try and get those answers. But if you don't have a definitive answer, then you have nothing to share. Right. There's, there's so many instances. And I, and again, if anybody's butts puckering out in, in pod world, it, <laughs> it's, you've experienced this where you have something upcoming and just some comment, some something like, yeah, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And you're sweating, you're not sleeping, you're working extra, you're working on a presentation and you make this in incredible effort into this presentation. And in reality and. and this has happened recently. In reality, this person goes into that meeting and they're like, yeah, no, we're not changing a thing. Your, your presentation's fantastic, by the way, but we just wanted to get on the same page with the strategy of how we're moving forward as opposed to eliminating something. This person was tied in knots for two weeks and they didn't need to be.
0: Yeah. I had peers at my uh, my most recent position that this this was part of, I, I, like I said, I, I want to give them credit for what is likely to be wholesome thoughts. Like if I were in their position, I would want to know something's coming, but you're kind of a weird, strange bird and you can't assume that everybody is of the same feather and you nor should you, because what you're really doing is just causing stress. There's yeah. nothing good that's coming out of something may be coming. I can't talk about it because I don't really know. Like that's there's nothing valuable out of that. Yeah.
1: If you can't tell, our opinion is that part of your job is to buffer them from that baloney until it's actually something to talk about.
0: Yeah. Until it's time to come up with a plan.
1: No, I I've, I've the same I think the hardest situations that I've been in are exactly the same where you're you're receiving feedback from a higher level and they won't share <laughs> Two things in in the toughest instances I've had, they wouldn't share who it was. They weren't willing, and not even that, because again, you know, perhaps protecting somebody, but for the sake of integrity, uh, not being willing to even go back to that person and simply say, "Hey, you know, they're they're unsure. We need to have a conversation to come full circle." If there's an unconscious bias there for a leader, and they want to grow and they want to know, even if you have to facilitate that. Uh, as as that next tier leader and then the other one is uh they wouldn't give me the actual feedback because (laughs) if they did i would know who it was because it was situational and so uh, literally they said um something along the lines of you know something has come up we can't tell you who said it we can't give you the scenario but you need to stop a certain something and it's like what i what like, and so, again, you know, <laughs> what do I even do with that? Uh, you don't do anything with that. You right. simply compartmentalize it and go, OK, well, I have no feedback. I have no scenario. I, I don't have the components of feedback I would require, which was what happened? What was the instance so that I can come up with a plan to ensure that that doesn't happen again? And, and so you, you pretty much just have to let it go.
0: I totally agree with the, with the, the phrase compartmentalize it, that I did that many, many times because that boss that I worked for for that period of time previously mentioned brought me a lot of garbage like that. And I would just go, do I get to know who it is? And do I get to know what the specific situation was? And then she goes, nope. And I would go, okay. And then I would hang up the phone and I would, it would, I would hit the eject button, whatever it was, whatever the yeah. feedback was garbage straight. This is a huge, this is
1: a huge difference between the two of us. Very difficult for me. I have to wrap my head around it, rationalize it, think about it and process it Mm -hmm. before I can ever hit eject. And I'm, I'm getting better at it. Um, but it's not that easy for me. Um, Yeah.
0: And I, I would assume it's not that easy for a lot of people. I I have, (laughs) I joke about it. I have some sociopathic tendencies, so it's easy for me to put things into a box and then do something with said box, like lock it away, or shoot it out the, the ejector system.
1: And in, in, in instances where something like this has come up, it always ends up in the same place. You don't know, and there's nothing you can do about it, and if somebody isn't willing to actually have the discussion, then it probably didn't mean as much to them as they thought it did.
0: Right. I wanted to go back and address, just, just a potentially, uh, the idea for this show is to help any way we can. So I want to offer up a suggestion, I guess, for for if you're on the hunt for people, if you don't have some of these kinds of resources in your life, if you don't have a mentor or if you don't have a person that you can go to, whether they're a peer or subordinate, like it doesn't matter if you don't have somebody like this and you're on the hunt. There are the right kinds of people and there are the wrong kinds of people. Actually, there's probably a spectrum. Let me put it that way. On one side are people who are going to be really productive for for going to them with your issues and your challenges and your concerns. And there are going to be people at the other end of the spectrum who you should probably steer clear of when you have challenges and concerns. So let me illustrate what I think is on the more productive side of the spectrum and then what's on the other side. On the productive side are people who are going to try to help you solve the problem or at least allow you to soundboard your feelings. They're not always going to agree with you, and this is key. Just because you think something is a problem doesn't mean the person you're going to should think it's a problem. As a matter of fact, if every time you go to a person and they do think it's a problem, that's a yes man. This is where gossip is breeded. Bread. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about my poor vocabulary there. This is where you get really shady situations. If somebody disagrees with you every time you have a problem with something, it's, How's that helping you?
1: I, I'm thinking of a short, short chicken walk, a specific instance where somebody said something self-serving and backhanded about a peer of mine for the second time. Mm-hmm. And I simply looked at him and said, you know, that's the second time that you brought that up. Um, I've never found that to be the case with this individual. Are, are you planning on talking to them about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no. And it was like, OK, then I'm going to ask you not to do that about my peer and my friend again. At least not with me.
0: And And I drew
1: just a boundary there of if you're not willing to talk to them about this issue, stop bringing it up behind
0: their back. But what you weren't saying, and this is this is kind of where I'm going with the right that the productive side of the spectrum is it's not that that person couldn't have come back to you with a different kind of concern or if they had said, well, I hadn't planned on talking to them about it. But now that you mention it, maybe that's a good idea. Do you have any ideas for me? They still could have leveraged you as the productive side of the spectrum. They still could have kept you as a resource, even though you probably hurt their feelings by saying, I'm not going to let you talk trash about somebody that I have respect for. However, I will help you have a conversation with that person if that is your goal. Those are the people you're looking for, everybody. You want people that are going to push you in the right way. They're not going to be your yes man or woman. They're going to they're going to challenge you a little bit, but that doesn't mean they're not there for you. They're going to listen. They're going to want you to talk everything out. They're going to ask some questions. They're going to help you sort. That doesn't mean they have to agree with you on the other side of that spectrum is what I was just talking about is that person who's only looking for you to agree. And if you're only looking to get somebody to agree with you, you're on, you're on a misled hunt. That's, that's not going to serve you. Getting people to agree with you doesn't help unless you're planning on starting a coup. So if you don't have <laughs> revolution in mind, don't bother going and getting agreement from people. Go get help from people.
1: Uh, I'm sitting here laughing because I, I'm thinking of a specific instance where you, you know in the back of your mind to a certain extent you're not, sh- I guess better a better way to phrase is you're not sure of whether you're correct or incorrect in an instance and you go to a sounding board and the best instance that I can think of was a peer of mine who literally said, no, this is a you thing. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, okay, tell me more. It's like you know, recognizing because they're in your sphere because you work with them regularly, they see you do something similar to that. Maybe they don't take it that way, but they could see how somebody else who processes things differently and not being a yes person, uh, this individual, yeah, she was like, no, I've seen you do something similar to that. And it, it may be fine with some of us, but I can see how others and that's a you thing. That's that is how you you act in this situation sometimes. And if you weren't aware of that, now you are. And it wasn't anything other than supportive, but it was also. No, you may screw up once in a while because of the fact that you're not self-aware that this person sees it in a certain way.
0: You need people who are willing to call you out on being the common denominator because that same person is in a different situation is just as likely to go no no that's not you i've seen that thing too and it bothers me as well like if you're getting it comes down to all the stuff that we talked about in the first few episodes honesty yeah you you want somebody that you can go to who is going to be realistic and real and honest and give you whatever the information is that's relevant at the time when i had my my situation that i had, i talked about earlier my, my mentor didn't just go, well, you're probably right. Like whoever your first bet is, that's, that's probably who it is because the, 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 the woman who I said was not so secretive about her feelings, that's who I wanted it to be. And he could have just said, oh yeah, it's probably her. I don't like her either. You know, she's, she's a troublemaker and she's got a bad attitude and she's definitely looking to hunt you down. He could have just been my yes man. And he would have been dead wrong because were it not for him to, well, let's, if we're not for his ability to pull things apart and be realistic with me and force me to be honest about things, we wouldn't have gotten who the real culprit was.
1: Yeah. And that, that that goes back to my comment earlier. There are facts and there are facts and everything else is just gossip.
0: Yeah. Um, I do feel compelled to explain to our audience because I don't think we have yet what a chicken walk is. (laughs) Really? I'm
1: sorry. If you haven't figured out what a chicken walk is, um, I'm concerned.
0: Well, you know what? I'm going to be very fair to our audience and say, when you first used that (laughs) phrase to me, I was like, like, what the hell is that? Exactly. So, uh, if, if you'd like to know what a chicken walk is, just imagine how chickens walk around the yard when they're hunting for, it's if you've ever read Dennis the Menace yeah. there's there's a comic strip in a new york in a new york in a newspaper where the it's like it shows the kid's path and it's loops and swirls and squiggles and all over and back again this is how chickens walk and if you just imagine how those birds yeah. <laughs> that fowl, uh, walk around, then you're easily understanding perhaps how Josh tends to think sometimes <laughs> <laughs> take us on journeys that uh, go.
1: Yeah. I think the, the phrase most people be familiar with is going off on a tangent, which if yeah. you look at a tangent, it it's
0: well, so yeah. that's, I, I've been asked that like, well, why not, why not just call it a tangent? And my, 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 <laughs> my rebuttal to that is tangent infers linear. And that's not how these thoughts no. go sometimes. Yeah.
1: No. This is uh, this is uh, definitely a chicken walk. It needed uh, its own
0: name. Yeah. So it's
1: more entertaining too.
0: If you've ever uh, if you've ever heard, well, if you've been listening to this show, you've heard that word several times. So just if you if you've ever been curious where the hell that came from, that's that is the uh, etymology. Of <laughs>
1: we that should word. we should go back to uh, like episode one and be a chicken walk is defined as.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Did you have any other thoughts or helpful hints for people that are going through something major and their leadership struggles?
1: In the in the instance that you're encompassing, you know, these difficult scenarios at, at work, whether it's with a leader, whether it's somebody who's subordinate to you, whether it's with a peer, this communication and making sure that you understand the plan that you need to have in place for yourself to have these critical conversations coming up with that plan will typically be the thing that will relieve the stress or the tension it may not be simple but once you get it down and you develop a culture where you're actually able to move forward and communicate somewhat radically with the people around you that's where you know you're getting it right because if you're not having any fun you're doing it wrong